Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Manly Mission Podcast with your host, Farhan Rana. You're listening to episode 17, and this is a really good one. Um, we're going to be going over some my thoughts on a particular YouTuber, but just before we get started, I do want to give you guys a couple of updates or announcements. So basically, um, I've been away from video recording and podcasting for almost a week now and what happened was that i had recorded the same exact episode you're going to be listening to um about a week ago and for some reason the audio just did not come through so it was i were i went i <laughs> i did the whole performance of like um recording an episode and then 39 minutes later um the audio just didn't happen so this is actually take two of what you're going to be listening to so hopefully it's a bit more refined um i had a chance to go over my thoughts and um just put things together a little bit better second thing you might notice is that i have fordex for that same reason um i have this uh, these headphones on just to make sure the audio is coming through and um, i'm getting that kind of feedback to myself number three um on the topic of uh the episodes coming out um things have been just a little bit crazy with the ramadan with my sleep schedule and what's been going on with school um have exams and stuff coming up so i'll try and do at least two episodes this week so if you're listening to this one today it's wednesday the april 20th I, I'm, I'm i'm thinking uh so you're gonna be listening to one today inshallah and then probably one tomorrow or friday depending on when i decide to record them and upload them um so that's just how it is for these these couple of weeks the next week will be something similar too and then once you know ramadan ends um i'll get back into recording three times a week we'll be having um great content at that point and inshallah even now um just want to give you guys a heads up on that all right so like I do every time, I just I do want to give out my free seven-day workout plan, so you can get that at forhanrana.com/workout, um, and it has everything you need in terms of like knowing what to do in terms of your actual workouts, uh, nutrition advice, and just re- some tips on recovery, all that kind of good stuff, supplements too. Um, so go there, download it, and I, I'm sure it'll be really helpful to you guys. And do make sure to subscribe to the channel. Um, I, I I do have the ambitious goal of getting to. Um, like a thousand subscribers in about two three months it shouldn't be too impossible um this need to i guess remind you guys to do that because last time i looked a lot of people i think it was 89 percent or something of the views were coming from people who hadn't subscribed so make sure you do that um it'll really help the channel out all right so the topic um, i think the video i t- the way i titled it was is hamza wrong about mental health so a couple of things. Who is Hamza and what is he wrong about mental health? So for anyone who's listening who is um, who's not aware of this, any one of my friends maybe. So Hamza is a YouTuber. He's like he's been popping off for like the last couple of uh, year, the past year honestly, and his whole thing is about self development and helping guys become the best version of themselves. And something that he really promotes, and I do really appreciate about them, is that he talks about mental health and how. Um, there's a lot of things that we're doing in our own lives and what society kind of pushes onto us in terms of like the external forces is deteriorating our mental health and to have any semblance of a fulfilled and purposeful life we need to take that back and we need to do we need to take the steps to to really achieve that um so uh, you know you can search him up you could literally just type in hamza h-a-m-z-a his videos will be the first ones that come up so this is just my take on what he has to say um and the other thing is uh yeah just check him out i'll leave a link to his two channels in the description you can check it out there as well and um you should be good to go in terms of getting a sense of who he is if you're not already aware if you're one of his boys you know you know who uh who he is and uh all that good stuff all right so 
coming back to the question I posed, is Hamza wrong about mental health? Well, no, I mean, I just told you, like, he's he has the right idea of, like, telling us about or making bringing awareness to the fact that mental health is so important to guys. And for for men, it's like, it's, uh, it's uh, how should I put it? It's a, you need to address it in a special way, in a way that appeals to a man's um struggles and talks about what he's going through and it's a little bit different when you talk about it to women i'm not i don't i don't listen to too many female uh podcasters talking about mental health so i can't really speak to that but i'm assuming it's a little bit different because the challenges and the struggles we go through are vastly different in terms of like the dating market in terms of like personal struggles in terms of like financial uh difficulties relationships all that kind of stuff if it's not dealt with in the proper way and we, if we don't have good mental health when it comes to all of that, um, we're going to be suffering in our lives. I mean, that's just like stating the obvious, basically. So, uh, no, he's not wrong about mental health in terms of like really making it a priority and doing what you can. I mean, if you listen to him or if you, listen, if you know anything about mental health, it's all about uh, removing distractions, about getting clarity. It's about moving uh, your your actual body, getting in the gym, getting that good um, serotonin, all that good stuff coming in, resetting your dopamine uh, receptors. So t- staying away from addictive habits, you know, playing video games or watching adult content or all that kind of stuff. And then being out in nature and really just reconnecting with the way your body is supposed to be. All of these good things. And he talks about this in way more detail. Um, other people do about, do as well. I, I'm not someone who's an expert on this, um, which is funny because I did my major in, in college in neuroscience. So I do have some awareness about this. Um, but in terms of really speaking to the needs of guys, I do think, if I'm being very honest, I need to have a better, um, just a better sense of how to approach this. Because I've dealt with poor mental health in the past too. Um, not saying that I'm, I'm immune to this, which is why I'm not speaking about it. It's more so understanding what you guys really suffer from and really how to best t- talk about that. So this is, in a way, this is a good primer for me to really understand how I should approach this. And then um, we'll really take it from there. But the podcast, so I mean, if you've, if I've answered the questions, the podcast could end here, but that's really not my whole point. My point is to really in a way challenge Hamza to think about this in a little bit different a little bit of a different way different way and also you guys to really take my experience my perspective on this and see how I'm the way I'm approaching this is broadening the discussion and giving more context to when we talk about mental health um, there's so many more things that go around this and the one thing that I do want to bring out and as my main point for today's video and for today's podcast is talking about spiritual health how spiritual health um, is, in a way, it's a layer deeper than mental health, right? Um, I've talked about this in one of my previous episodes. Um, I'll link, I'll link it to one of those cards. You can check it out there. Um, I'll be referencing it a little bit in today's video as well. Um, but coming back to this idea, spiritual health is a layer deeper than mental health. Assuming that we believe and we understand the fact that we're spiritual beings. And understanding that spirituality or spirituality, being spiritual, having that kind of essence in you, it requires spiritual nourishment in a way that the physical environment, no matter how, no no matter how wonderful and how optimal we make in terms of like really contributing to our mental health, there's going to be a part of us that really seeks out something that's not from this world, or there's something that's uh, not metaphorical, but it's more um, of a different nature altogether, right? And I think Islam, the way um, Islam approaches this is it really it it emphasizes that as a fact 
it emphasizes that a lot of what we go through in terms of our struggles, in terms of our vices even, how they come, a, come about, is because we're not in tune with our spirituality. We're not in tune with the way that Allah, God, He created us. And that's why we're struggling. That's why we're going through all these different issues. So I'll get into, I'll get into the repercussions of not having good spiritual health a little bit later. But I just do want to make this fact that spiritual health is something that we need to consider and something that I think a lot of people are kind of not talking about, especially if you're not in the Muslim space particularly. Um, I think there's a lot of emphasis. And I, I, don't, I don't blame anyone, um, especially not even Hamza on this. It's like if you don't have that kind of background or if you don't have that kind of emphasis in your own life to be talking about this, I mean, of course, you're not going to be talking about something that you don't practice and you don't have awareness of. So that's why I think my perspective on this as a Muslim podcaster who's on self-development, it's... I don't want to say that it's good that I'm in this space. I mean, obviously, I'm very grateful to be have to have this opportunity to produce content, and all that kind of good stuff. But I think that having people who actually have who are practicing Muslims. I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect or anything, but someone who has an idea of how this works, giving their perspective on this and what I what I mentioned in the very beginning is broadening the context of the discussion on how to be our best versions of ourselves. I think that's very important. And for anyone who's listening who has a similar perspective or someone who feels like of the content that they've watched, something has been lacking and something that they really want to resonate with is just not been there. This could probably be an indication to you that, hey, maybe you need to put out that content. And even though the ideas might be raw, they might be... Um, not particularly fully well informed or anything. I think just having that discussion is very important. So I know I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, but um, my perspective on this, where you know, someone could ask, where does this come from? Why are you even talking about this? Um, I would say that this emphasis on spiritual health has really been heightened after my most recent experience at Umrah. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, that's a spiritual, that's a pilgrimage that Muslims can make. Um, whenever they want throughout the year to Mecca and Medina, which are the holiest sites in Islam. And part of when you're going there, you do different rituals, you see different historical sites, you visit the, the tomb of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and um, you the idea is really to come out of that as a transformed Muslim. That's the objective, that's the ideal, and I think that's what a lot of people strive for. Um, and... You know, for, for me, uh, it was it was crazy because the way I am now is a totally different person than the person I was just before I left for Umrah. It's like, it's like a before and after kind of thing that happened for me. And the main thing that I want to say that happened was that I really understood that I have a role to play in in my life and then in the lives of others. Now, I already started the podcast before this, so that I'm not saying that this got me to start the podcast that's clearly not true um but what i'm saying is that i i just have a better sense of like i can actually make i can actually imp impact people's lives i can actually help people because and this is coming from the fact that if i've been so honored to go on this pilgrimage to to visit these holy sites and to stand before the kaaba which is the holiest site in in islam which is where muslims pray and to actually gaze upon that and to actually just become more in tune with my own spirituality if i've been afforded that opportunity in my life then anything that i want to do in terms of like worldly pursuits like it's a no-brainer like i should be able to achieve it given the fact that i believe in myself and i take the necessary steps to actually achieve those kind of things so 
uh, I don't know. It's uh, the way I see it is that I just came back from it with like this spiritual reach, like spiritually recharged. I was just like, I can, I can do anything. I can, I can achieve anything. That's a really good thing. Um, in terms of like really giving more, more momentum in terms of like really getting out there and making um, impact, Im- influence people's lives, and helping out guys who are in a similar situation who who or who relate to me, and really speaking to to those kind of guys. So. What I want to say that spiritual health is a layer deeper than mental health. And um, another way of kind of talking about this is that if you understand that fact, and if you're, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that a lot of many of you might not be Muslim. So to make this very practical and to give practical advice on this fact, what I would say is that look into your own, first of all, your own family, your own tradition, into your own upbringing and see if there's been traditions or if there's been a even like an organized religion that your family has practiced for the last you know couple of generations maybe that's something you can tap into um because i think a lot of what what we also talk about when we talk about of self-development and i think hamza is he's, he's really good about talking about this is that there is a whole heritage and a whole kind of um historical memory that is being lost when we become very individualistic and we become even nihilistic we just assume that and it's very selfish you know we we assume that because our lives are so terrible um quote unquote because we're not <laughs> we're not getting women or we're not getting uh, we're not we don't have like uh crazy amounts of money or we don't have that car that it's all pointless you know it's just very selfish when we don't tap into what has brought us to this point, not only physically as, as like actual human beings, but also in terms of like the cultural heritage that really, you know, gave rise to the civilizations that we that we ascribe to, um, you know, there's 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 reason to believe that that's something that you can you can tap into. Obviously, I'm going to be biased. I'm going to say that you know, for me, being a Muslim has been the most important thing for me, and it's just the way I see it is just. The more I kind of talk about this and the more I kind of research this in terms of my own thoughts, you know, Islam really has a lot of solutions to what we're facing in terms of like the vices and the destruction in um, society, all this kind of stuff. It offers a lot of solutions to that. But as a practical step for someone who's a a young man and you just want to understand what I'm talking about, you know, you you heard me talk about Umrah a little bit. You're just like, okay, I I can't go on like a pilgrimage. We don't we, we don't even have that thing. What I would say is just really tap into what you've already have in, in your own family, in your own cultural heritage. And then also maybe, t- you know, take a take your own, I don't want to say own version of a pilgrimage because um, it's not really that. I would say just re- reconnect with nature, reconnect with what makes you a human being. Uh, maybe take like a three-day tip, trip into like a, like a forest or something, or just go on a, just something that takes you out of your, current day-to-day environment and puts you in a place where you're forced to be alone with your thoughts. You're forced to do things that you wouldn't normally do. Um, and you're just in the space where you can understand what being a human being is all about. You know, something along those lines. I can't speak to it specifically because I haven't done anything like that. Um, but that would be my advice to you in terms of like, if you want to get a sense of who you are as a human being, just reconnect with nature because, you know, God is the one who created nature and there's just so much benefit that it's just when we divorce ourselves from nature and we just become so self-focused, you know, so focused on technology and all this kind of artificial trappings in our environment, it robs us a lot of 
you know, of, of our humanity in a lot of ways. Um, obviously, it's a it's a necessary thing because all of this, what um, this podcast and everything, it wouldn't be possible if I just you know sat out in the in the woods. So, what I'm saying is that really just think about how practical steps you can take to disconnect for a little bit from from life and reconnect with who you are who you're supposed to be as a human being. And I think you'll if you do that even for like an hour, you go out to somewhere where you've never been and you just sit with your thoughts. I think that will help you get a sense of what I'm talking about when we're spiritual beings, what that means and how it requires spiritual nourishment. And it's just a little deeper than mental health. It's not I'm not saying they're totally different things because there will be a lot of overlap when we talk about this, but it's just a layer deeper. And we need to kind of acknowledge that and understand that fact. All right. Number two, uh, something I do want to talk about very briefly is that for me, again, as a Muslim, believing in who Allah, who God is, it removes a lot of depression and anxiety from my own life. Um, not saying that I'm impervious to it or that it doesn't happen to me every now and then. But what I'm saying that as a worldview, when you look at life as a Muslim, someone who believes in 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 a God who has who is, first of all, loving and caring, someone who has all, you know, he's powerful over everything. And he can create miracles in your own life. And I'm not saying these things as a cliche. I'm, I actually do mean all of these things. When you build, when when I when I believe in all of these things, and I look at life, and I'm just like, why should me, someone who believes in in Allah, who just who has given me so much of my own life, and he has not only given me, you know, the problems that I'm facing, but he has also given me the solutions and the practical steps to 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 come out of those then why should I be, as as a worldview, not as like a medical condition or anything, but as a worldview, why should I be depressed and anxious about what's going to happen to me, what's already happened, if I truly believe that God is the one who's in control of all of this? You know, something that as Muslims, we, we really take to, take to heart is that um, anything that we face in life, anything, you know, whether it's, you know, it's it's a saying of the Prophet Muhammad, the peace be upon him, that even... And I'm, and I'm paraphrasing this. He says that even the pricking of a thorn on your feet is a means for your sins to be forgiven. If that is the case, then what do we say about someone who's going through just they just their their day to day activities are just impaired by how depressed and sad they feel because they don't have that kind of support. They don't see any meaning in their life. Or they're just so like they're making they're making they're doing activities in their own lives, but it's just like they're not getting anywhere because they're so anxious about what could happen in the future, and they're just like if if it doesn't matter what I do, it's always going to turn out bad, so I'm not going to even try. I mean, if you're going through that and if you're struggling through it, I mean, why shouldn't that be a means for you to get closer to God? Because He's the one who. This is it's, it's going to take a whole separate video, and I'm not even the person to talk about this because I'm not a scholar. I might say something which is inaccurate about Islam. Um, if I were to talk about this, it would be only after consultation with someone who's a scholar. But it's just like if if you're going through that, I mean, why shouldn't that you know it should be a means for you to get closer to God? And we believe that even depression and anxiety, in some form, is is God testing you. Obviously, it's it comes about in, in different ways. Maybe it's something that you did in terms of your bad habits or it's something that you're just facing because of your life situation. But everything that comes to us is only by God's decree. It's only because Allah willed it for us. So, you know, it's he's the one who gives us the problem as a test and there's always a way out of it. 
whether it's easy or hard, that's that's besides the point. There, and what I'm trying to say is that is that there's always a way out of it. And just to make this, just to cut this point short, what I'm trying to say is that going back to the first point I made about spiritual health being so vital and so critical to who we are as human beings, if we have a good sense of what what goes on in our lives and we have a paradigm, we have a worldview to fall back on, I think it gives a lot of clarity because there's there's clarity and there's sort of peace even when it comes to having like a structure, a structured worldview or a structured view on life. Um, because I think what happens when when we operate as modern human beings who who wrongfully believe that we're the ones who are in control and then as long as I can control my own thoughts and, and as long as I can make sense of this on my own, everything should be fine. And we operate from this place of um, if it doesn't, if it makes sense to me, it's fine. If it doesn't make sense to me, I don't know, it, something's wrong with the world. Um, I think that's a very naive way to, to go about life. Um, going back to my one of the points I made, if civilizations, if certain world religions, if certain ways of thought have persisted until this point, there's a good reason they have because they offer some amount of good to humanity. And now that's going to depend on which worldview or which religion you ascribe to. Um, but if something has persisted for a while, and by a while I mean like thousands of years, then obviously there's some good kind of good in it. And obviously, you're not the first person who, you're not unique. You're someone like millions of people, regardless of what they believed in, they found some kind of benefit in it. Otherwise, that religion, that that worldview, that ideology would not have persisted until this point. Good or bad, I mean, it, if it has any amount of good, it did some good for those people. So just what I'm trying to say is that be a little humble in no in in understanding that you don't have the perfect worldview and maybe just understand that there is there are there are religions, there are worldviews, there are ideologies that if you want to look into and delve deeper into, they can start start to offer you some kind of um, semblance of structure and a an organized way of looking at the world. And obviously, I would invite you to look at Islam. Um, because personally, it just it it answers a lot of the questions that we face as moderns, and um, it it removes a lot of this what I said depression and anxiety because we root ourselves in God, we root ourselves in Allah and not in ourselves. That's a huge point. Um, all right. So lastly, uh, the the last point I want to make is that Hamza's favorite line um, for anyone who's watched him for even a little bit is, "Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it." Um, I do want to talk about this a little bit because um, we have a similar concept, but it's obviously related to spirituality, is this concept of struggling against the soul. The Arabic term for it is mujahada, struggling against the soul. This is a huge point because as I'm going through Ramadan right now, which is the month of fasting, it's the month of staying away from food and drink, not only food and drink, but also bad habits, um, useless uh, activities, wasting time. No one's perfect when it comes to this, but that's the whole idea. You're supposed to stay away from a lot of what we what we indulge in and just take a step back and ask ourselves what's actually beneficial for us. Ramadan is like the, it's like the crash course, it's the boot camp in struggling against the soul because there's a lot of things that we incline towards, there's a lot of things that we do almost on autopilot, which are not good for us. And Ramadan it acts as a just a it's a it's a it's a break it's a it's just a barrier to like okay you can't eat and drink 
And that's going to force you to just take a step back from your daily activities and just really reassess what's important to you in life. And, you know, I mean, fasting for 17, 18, 19 hours a day, it's like it's not easy, especially if you're someone who's working and you're you have a family, you have people to take care of, you have maybe kids and all that kind of good stuff. Um, it's it's literally doing the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it, because like who who feels like just giving up food and drink and not feeling properly fueled for their workouts? That's something that I've been struggling with. And I do want to you know, talk about this in a separate podcast. It's like a, I promised a, like a midway, halfway Ramadan report in terms of like my fitness. Um, this is something I'm going to talk about. It's been really hard um, because there's my, I have my own responsibilities, but also feeling kind of drained from like not eating and drinking. Um, I mean, in what other situation, if I wasn't fasting, like why would I bother like not eating and drinking? Because that's, it's just, I need to do that for, if I'm going to be working out and if I do have certain fitness goals. So I think that when we when we start to think about spiritual health and we're like, okay, if if what you're saying is true, that we're spiritual beings and we need spiritual nourishment, what should I do about it? I give you some tip. I gave you some like um, practical advice of like maybe reconnecting nature. But um, the main thing would be to just remove a lot of what you're doing in your own life. Remove a lot of cut off a lot of things you know there's there's this um, idea that um, like an overfilled cup in it can't you need to empty the 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 cup before you fill it with anything new um, I, I don't know if that made any sense but the idea and what I'm trying to get across is that if you're if the way you're operating if the way you're living life is just like filled to the brim in terms of like your daily activities and what you're doing maybe even like bad habits it's just like you don't really have the space or the capacity to think about anything then what you need is a drastic cut of all of those things that's the it's a similar concept to dopamine detox because with dopamine detox you're removing a lot of the things that you naturally find pleasurable or that you've accustom yourself you condition yourself to find pleasurable you cut those out and then you take a step back from all of that you have withdrawal symptoms or whatever but you take a step back um, and you assess you look at your life and ask like okay the stuff I was doing was it even beneficial to me was it giving me any kind of benefit in terms of like my my the way I'm, I'm thinking or what I'm doing um, if it wasn't, then okay, maybe it wasn't a good thing. I really needed to step back for like a week, two weeks, a month, whatever, to really understand that and to to introduce better habits. Um, because I think like when it comes to personal stuff, uh, you know, self-development, it's not so much that we need to introduce good habits into our lives. We just need to not do the bad habits. And this is something that I'm pulling straight from Hamza. He's talked about this like maybe or definitely a couple of times is that if you just didn't do any of the destructive vices in your own life, maybe not even like destructive, but just like wasting time or just not being your best self in terms of like really just being so self-centered and everything has to be about you. If you just cut all of that out and you just lived life in a very basic way in terms of like you didn't, you just, I don't know how this would look practically, but maybe it was just like you just did your work and then you you hit the gym and you just lived a very simple clean life mentally and also like 
spiritually like you didn't clutter your day with like useless activities and you weren't distracted and all this kind of stuff if you just did that i mean you'd be leaps and bounds above people who are just like stuck in that you would be a totally different like specimen of a human being if you just like removed a lot of the distract these distractions and you just cut out a lot of things and i think that's why a lot of muslims when we come to when we come to ramadan when we get into the flow of it we're just like why like I just feel so much lighter. That's that's a that's a common thing. A lot of people like do mention this. I feel lighter because a you know we're going through the process of removing our sins being removed, and we feel lighter spiritually because of that. We're also reconnecting with the Quran, which is our holy book. We're listening to it every night in our prayers. Um, so there's that all of that going on. But it's also this aspect of I'm not eating and I'm not drinking and everything that goes along with that. I'm staying away from from bad habits and bad ways of thinking. So all of that, it's just a huge removal. Like if someone just went through Ramadan and they just did the basic what we're supposed to do, they didn't do anything extra. They fasted, they prayed, they just did those two basic things. Even them, they would feel like so much better and so much lighter because you've just removed a lot of the things that we do in our daily activities which are just not so beneficial for us or which do have some marginal amount of benefit but there's better ways of, of approaching these kind of things um so that's what i kind of want to say about mujahada um doing the hard work especially when you don't feel like it and this really um kind of to tie in everything like when we talk about how to become our best versions of ourselves we talk about, oh, you need to get to the gym and you need to start a business and make $10,000 a month as your first target. Or um, you need to uh, just really have, be learning on a consistent basis. You need to be taking, reading, reading books or reading, you know, taking courses, all that kind of good stuff. And that's all, that's all very good. Or you need to be like meditating and you need to uh, be out in nature and all it, this is wonderful stuff i'm not saying this is this is wrong or anything we should be doing this but if you're someone you, you've just been stuck in this like vicious cycle of like you want to do something good you start doing it but then you something in your life just gets in the way and you stop doing it and you go through the cycle every you know you just go through the cycle repeatedly what you need is a clean break from what you're doing currently and if you're not if you're not if you're not Muslim and you want to do this in your own way, um, something that I could probably recommend is that, um, similar to what I said in the very beginning, you know, just take a break from your daily activity, even if, even if it's for like one day. Take it like a Saturday or Sunday, go out in the woods and make it very clear to whoever, you know, you're responsible to or someone, you know, people you care about that this is something I need to do for myself. I just need to go out and I just need to reconnect with nature. And I need to, you know, even if you, if, if you go out and it's something I could, Another thing I could recommend is that maybe just don't eat or just have like a very limited, just don't, maybe just don't eat. Maybe just have some water with you or something and go out and just really feel yourself being drained. And all of these, a lot of dark thoughts, a lot of, you know, a lot of insecurities, a lot of repressed thoughts are going to come out to you. It's that, that's one of the things that um, I think I don't a, a lot of people don't really talk about when it comes to fasting in Ramadan is that at least for me, the first couple of days, it's it's a I don't want to call it like a purging or like an exorcism or anything is it's clearly not that it's just that when 
the first free few days of Ramadan start, it's just I feel like a lot of these dark thoughts or a lot of like these insecurities, they just come out in in, in full force. Um, they come out of me. It's like I'm I'm having these. I'm just thinking of like you know all the things I'm worried about, or all the things you know mistakes I've made in the past. All a lot of this is like comes to the surface because they're not being repressed by the daily activities I'm doing. Like it's not like they're not being repressed by me being at the gym or me, uh, you know, working like, you know, six, seven hours, whatever on my business is they're not repressed by like the day to day flow of, of things. So when I have the space, they naturally kind of rise to the surface because they've been repressed for so long. Um, you could think of it as like, natural therapy i don't know if, if that's if that's even a thing but me this i'm just giving you a fair warning if you do if you're going to be someone who's going to be trying out what i just said even if it's for like a couple hours on like a weekend this is probably something that's going to happen it, especially if you're someone who's not dealt with this in a practical or in a positive way um you haven't like regularly been taking steps back from life and you haven't been journaling you haven't been really thinking about what the way you're operating and your thought process a lot of these things are going to come out to you and just in you're going to be surprised by how um it won't be so much because of the lack of food or anything it'll just be like why am i feeling so anxious why am i feeling so like sad about what i haven't done or like the mistakes i've made or the opportunities i've i've lost why am i feeling why am i feeling all these kind of things and your first kind of reaction to all that might be like, okay, maybe this was a bad idea. I need to go back and like <laughs> just eat something because this is clearly because of food. It, it, it's totally not because of that. That's a natural kind of response that you're having because like I said, you've just been repressing a lot of these things in, in the back of your mind and even to the core of your soul that finally, finally, you're just giving yourself a chance to really address these things in a positive healthy way especially if you're out, you're going to be out in nature you're going to be you know taking in sunlight you're going to be sending around some 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 trees or whatever like i'm, I'm tempted to do something even after this after ramadan just like just go out for like a couple hours um to like a natural reserve or something and just like sit there um hopefully i won't be dealing with the dark thoughts because i've i would have hopefully dealt with them in ramadan but even if they do come up um i will i will understand that this is something that a lot of us need to do and um just going back to the question of like okay you know spiritual health very good that's that's something i okay i want to work on what's the first step this is the first step you remove you subtract and you become honest with yourself and how you're feeling and what you're going through because if you're not like if you're not well in tune with who you are as a spiritual person as a person with like emotional needs and you're just like someone who um you're just like i can i can i don't need to worry about this i just need to work out like six times a week and like uh, bro like you just you're 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 operating from a place of like just naivety and you have no idea like who you are like if i were to ask you like who are you you would t start telling me like okay like i work out like i'm i'm I'm, I'm working on my business or I'm like, I'm working like 60 hours a week. I'm, I'm, I'm a this, I'm a that. Like, no, that's not, that's not who you are. That's what you do. That's, that's what you do. And there's a point, there's a, there's a point to be made for like, okay, the, the occupation or the, prof the profession that we have, or like the, our, 
what we do as a main activity that that is part of our identity. Um, but this is going way deeper. What I'm talking about is way deeper than that. It's like, who are you at the core of like your human being existence? Like, who are you? Like, what are you? And if you can answer that, not even to me, but to yourself in an honest way, if you've never taken the opportunity to just sit with yourself and to ask yourself, not even ask yourself like hard questions, the hard questions will come to you because you'll finally be giving yourself a chance to be like, okay, what's been going on in life? Why, excuse me, why am I dealing with the, the, the things that I've been dealing with? Why am I not making the progress that I should have made by this point? Why am I 24, 25, 26? Why am I so behind in life? Like behind in the sense of like, I haven't done the things that I wanted to do. Or I haven't made the achievements that I wanted to achieve. Like materially, okay, maybe that might be there. But why do I still feel so unfulfilled? Why do I feel like I don't deserve love? Why do I feel like every time I try to make efforts to have a relationship or something that it just like falls backward on me. Like why, if I'm someone who's struggling with like, you know, being part of hookup culture, like why, why can't I get, why can't I stop that? Why is that something that I need to indulge in on a regular basis? Like all of these things, whatever I talked about, maybe there was like some part, maybe there was a particular question that resonated with you. That's good. That's something you need to focus on. That's something you need to take the time to really get as, get a, an honest view of like what your body is like, what your soul is telling you and come back from that and make changes in your life. It's a very good thing that if, if anyone does this, um, I, I respect you already in whatever way, shape or form. But if you don't come back from that and you don't actually make some kind of progress, baby steps, I'm, I'm not even talking like huge, we, you know, we turn your world upside down, baby steps. For example, you're, um, you're just like really embarrassed or you're really sad about the mistakes you've made in life so far. That could include opportunities lost, that could be relationships ruined, that could be um, just, you could be like phys- physically, like you haven't been working out or you haven't taken care of your health to this point. And you understand, you recognize all those things, you come back to your daily activities. The first step, baby step could be just um, maybe reaching out to those people that you've, you have these tainted relationship with, or these, these relationships which are no longer existent, maybe reach out to them. Maybe be the first one to apologize, maybe be the bigger person. It could be looking back at your mistakes and realizing that it's because of your mistakes that you're at this point right now. If you did not make those mistakes, if you did not go through those, the, the, the school of life, you would not be at this point. If you had an ultra privileged life, like you would be so far behind in terms of having that drive, that ambition, that hunger for more, you should be, you should come out of that. Like, okay, I'm grateful for those mistakes. I'm grateful that I messed up in school. I'm grateful that when I should have studied hard for that test, I didn't study hard. I'm grateful that when I was supposed to get that job or that internship, I did not put my full my my fullest effort into. I'm grateful for that fact, because now, going forward, I can learn from that and I can understand that I don't need these particular things to be successful. 
there's a million ways to be successful today. You don't need to go to school. Uh, this is going to be a totally different uh, video, but like, you you don't need to go to to the traditional ways of life, the way like most people operate, to have a wildly successful life. That's part of the reason why like I've started this YouTube channel, this podcast is to. Um, there's there's many reasons why I've done this, but one of the main reasons is to really test and to really kind of almost prove to myself that this could be something that monetarily in terms of finances, this could be something that's, um, that's viable, something that could give me a side income, maybe even a full-time income. And that's, that's, that's the whole point. I do want to have, I do have a very ambitious goals with this. Um, but coming back to the way you're, what you should do when you come back from, from this, um, not, not spiritual awakening or anything, but just like being honest with yourself and understanding what your soul is trying to tell you. You could be like, okay, like I've just, my, my health is just trash. Like I'm, I'm skinny fat. I don't know what, what I've done. Like I've, I've worked out and I've stopped. I worked out and I've stopped again. Maybe it's just like, okay, I know for a fact that if I work out more than three times a week, even if it's four days a week, I'm not going to do it. So I'm just going to work out three times a week consistently I'm just going to do it even if the workouts are just 30 minutes long. I'm just going to do them consistently for the rest of my life. That could be the way you start this. This does not have to be something, anything complicated. Something that I've realized, um, I know this is, this episode is dragging along. Like, uh, we're supposed to be talking about why I'm so wrong about <laughs> mental health. Um, something that I've realized, and I think I'll wrap it up on this point, is that life is simple or to get ahead in life to be successful in life is simple just do the right things do them well do them consistently do them for the rest of your life don't do any of the bad things and you're objectively a successful human being is it easy to do those things that's the that's that's the point that's the that's the that's the that's that's the determining factor it's not easy to do, do any of these things, but are they simple to do? Yes. So having these two concepts in mind, simple, simple versus easy, if you understand that and you have the right understanding towards all of this, you're going you're gonna to be a totally different person if you start taking practical steps in your own life. So guys, um, this went in all kinds of different directions, but I think that was the way it was supposed to be. Um, I'll wrap it up in the, my main points and we'll call it a day after that. So first thing I said was that spiritual health is a layer deeper than mental health. And it's just about recognizing the fact that we're spiritual beings who need spiritual nourishment and being cognizant and aware of that fact. Number two, uh, I said that having a structured, a well-defined worldview removes a lot of the depression and anxiety that we face in life. Um, not clinically, but also, but just like in terms of the way we approach life. Number three, I said that mujahada or struggling against the soul. Not only is it a is it the way for us to gain uh, clarity and to make progress in life. Um, it's also it's also the, the the only way that we make any progress in life. Um, for those of you who are Hamza fans, doing the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it, with your soul. 
All right, guys. So we're going to wrap it up right there. Thank you so much for listening to episode 17 of the Men Rich Podcast. Again, don't forget to subscribe if you're listening to this on podcast. Do leave me your honest rating and your review. That really helps me. So we're going to wrap it up right there. Thank you so much for listening. And I say this every time. I'm really excited for where this podcast is going to be. Assuming the audio works, it was just like such a random like gaff, it's a random thing that happened last week. Um, hopefully the audio came through. I won't have to repeat this for a third time. But thank you so much, guys, for listening. This was episode 17 of the Manly Mission podcast with your host, Fahan Rana. Until next time, take care, and I'll catch you guys soon.